0: Well, good morning, my friends. This is podcast number 509. We're in the book of Revelation. Grab your notepads, grab your Bibles. Let me pray for us. Lord, I ask you to open our eyes and enhance our understanding so that we can grasp what you want us to learn today. I also ask you to enable us by your spirit to apply the truths we learn to our daily lives and to be guided moment by moment by your word. In your precious name, we pray. Amen. Revelation 1-3 is our memory verse. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it for the time is near. A threefold blessing upon you and upon your family. Now let's turn to Revelation chapter 2. We're going to try to get through this chapter today, but you know how that works. Uh, Verse 24. Remember, um, He's just shared the con- uh, condemnation, and now he says to the rest of the people in verse 24, But to the rest of you in Thyatira, who do not hold this teaching, the teaching of Jezebel, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, I do not lay on you any other burden, any of the burdens that are above, and we'll see as with some scriptures how God is not the one who burdens us, only hold fast what you have until I come. The one who conquers, who keeps my words until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations. And he will rule them with a rod of iron, and as with the earthen pots are broken in pieces, even as I myself have received authority from the Father. And I will give him the morning star, which is Jesus Christ. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. So let's get into this. Uh, he says, the rest of you, not all of the people in the church in Thyatira, just like not all the people in any particular church, are, are doing evil um, or doing good. And so, But he says here to those that are doing good, not everyone in the church had been unfaithful to the Lord. And because of that, he provides uh, a special word to them. He says, I'm not going to lay an extra burden on you. We'll get to that. He says, the deep things of Satan. This apparently refers to the seducing false teaching that led to eating food sacrificed to idols, and also sexual immorality, which is not what God intends for any of us. Let's look at First Corinthians chapter six. First Corinthians chapter, excuse me, First Corinthians chapter two. I'm going to read my own writing again, verse ten. Uh, He's talking about wisdom from the Spirit. He's talking about what I want you to do. And then he says, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. We're contrasting here the deep things of Satan and what we want are the deep things of God. And how do we do that which revealed by the Holy Spirit? So we need to stay true. He says, uh, not all of you have been unfaithful, but I need you to finish well. Uh, in this and then he says i do not lay on you any other burden verse 24 and this is essential to us because we need to realize a lot of people think that uh coming to christ is, is this burden let's go to matthew chapter 11 is this burden um oh man i, I gotta do all of my life and i've got to do this christianity thing and that's just not the case <clears throat> that's just not the case for one who For someone who's been doing this for about 40 years now, um, or more, I can't even figure out the dates anymore. It's been a long time, and it's been a great run um, because of Christ. But Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, some of you know this. Come unto me all who, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. It's the only place Jesus describes himself. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm not adding to you any burden, he says in Revelation. And he doesn't add any burden to us as believers. He re- removes burdens from off of our backs, the burden of sin, the burden of guilt. And in our society that is deteriorating because of sin and painful um, painfully, so uh, we see people committing suicide and getting involved in drugs and alcohol and destroying their lives. we need to realize that uh, that 's not from god that 's not his plan for us now go to uh, acts chapter fifteen acts chapter fifteen verse twenty eight acts fifteen eighteen says this for for as it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality, if you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. Paul and um, Barnabas come up to Jerusalem to meet with the apostles because some Judaizers had come down and just inflicted all kinds of pe- uh, uh, pain on people who were uh, a brand new converse to Christ and um, and so Paul comes up and says listen this is what the people came and did and James says they didn't come from us they didn't come down from Jerusalem. They came under their own power and were totally against that. So they share with them, here's a few things that we do need you to do. And these are all good things for them because these are part of things that will keep them pure. And so these are things that they would have known anyway and, and, and asked them to keep. Paul would have asked them to keep anyway. So it wasn't an additional burden. Now look at 1 John. 1 John chapter 5. Because for you and I, many of us have had burdens. We have had things that we, that we have carried. And, and so we come to Christ and he lifts those burdens. And then people say, oh, I don't know how you do that Christianity thing. It's so, you're so bogged down with all these commandments and all these things to do. Jesus boiled it down to two things. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, and might, and love your enemies as yourself. Um, let's look at First John chapter 5 and verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. This is a man, John, who was the longest living apostle, who faced all kinds of struggles and persecutions you and I will never, ever encounter. And yet he says, hey, we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. And then we see this all the way back in Revelation. Uh, and 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 John writes this, uh, writes this down, and he says uh, to the church of Thyatira, you know what, I'm not going to add any other burden to you. The rest of the church is struggling. The rest of the church needs to repent, but I'm not going to add that burden of repentance to you. But I am going to ask you to continue in what you've been doing. Uh, verse 25 says, uh, says uh, just part of it says, until I come, I need you to keep these things. Uh, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 25. Let me go back there real quick. Verse 25, and it says, uh, only hold fast uh, what you have until I come. And what does he mean by that? Let's look at uh, Revelation 22 and verse 7. Revelation 22 and verse 7. says, and behold, I'm coming soon. Uh, um, behold, I'm coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. So there is this holding on. There's There's this believing until the end. There's this reward that comes. Uh, for us to stand fast and to stand true. And verse 26 is likened, it says, to the one who conquers. The Christian who is faithful and obedient is the conqueror. Overcomer or conqueror here is the Greek word nika, nikaw, N I K A W. It means to conquer, to prevail, to triumph over, to overcome. And in the New Testament, it is used 28 times and it's in the verb form, meaning activity or action. And so it is this it is this prevailing in this continually of striving forward uh, that we need to be involved in. And it's essential to us uh, that we realize that it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. That it is the continual, ongoing um, keeping of the faith. Let's look at uh, 22, verse 17. It says, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let the one who hears say come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who uh, desires take the water of life without price. And then down in verse twenty, it says, "He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon.' Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. So He's coming, and He's coming. His coming is is eminent, I believe, for the church in the rapture, which is His appearing. And then I I, I believe it is. Um, it is for us to hold on until that happens. Now, I don't mean f- hold on in the sense that, oh, we're just going to barely make it. No, I mean that we are uh, continuing to do and, and be faithful in the things of God. It says, uh, verse 26, we keep his works until the end. We need to, to, to be faithful. It's not how you start in Christianity. It's, it's, it's really how you finish. It is uh, staying true. Look at 1 Corinthians Chapter uh, nine and verse twenty-four, First Corinthians nine and twenty-four. It's Paul says, "Do you not know that in a race all the runners rise, but a uh, run all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain that prize." We need to continue to move forward. We need to continue to understand that it is the conquerors, uh, not just those who run. Um, not just those who are hanging around, but those who run the race and run it well. Um, Look at uh, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 11. Revelation 2 and verse 11 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. To the one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. And again, that second death is... um, is, is is hell. It is that um, the reality of an eternal life separated from God in a real place called hell. Revelation chapter three and verse 21 says, the one who conquers, there's that word Nikau again, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. So there is this reality coming of uh, of conquering and and being true to the Lord until the end and uh, what will happen he says if you do he says I'll give you authority over the nations faithful believers will reign with Christ during his future millennial reign which we will get into in Revelation chapter twenty it's a it's a long way down the road but it is it is this um, a, um, blessing of being able to rule and to reign. With Christ, go while we're in Revelation. Go to Revelation 20 and verse 6. Revelation 20 and verse 6 says, "Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with Him for a thousand years." People talk talk about there's no literal thousand year reign of Christ. I think I just read it there. And when the literal um, is there, we should probably take the literal as literal. Otherwise, we're just uh, uh, doing all these gymnastics and trying to adjust to our theological point of view. Uh, Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And verses 2 and 3. 1 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3. It says, or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you in, incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? We need to be faithful here, not bringing lawsuits against each other, but getting along. But we need to realize that this is just uh, uh, the proving ground. Of what's about to take place and when we uh, rule and reign with Christ. Now go to Second Timothy chapter two. Second Timothy chapter two verses one through four and verse twelve. Second Timothy two verse one. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust of faithful men, disciples making disciples making disciples, who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. And in verse 12, if we endure, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. And so there is this process of staying uh, unentangled from too many things that would keep us away from God wants to do in our life. Now, this ruling and reigning with Christ is this beautiful um, promise that He sets before us, and we have this because um, Jesus has been given all author- authority to to rule to reign in this life and in uh, the life to come. Now, look at John chapter five and verse twenty-two. John chapter 5 and verse 22, it says this, Jesus talking, for the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. Jesus says, I am the one who will judge. Turn back to the Great Commission of Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18 Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18 says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority, this is a post resurrection appearance, and all, Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So he will rule and reign. And the Bible says he's going to rule and reign. Verse uh, back to Revelation 2 27 says he's going to rule with, a, with a, a rod of iron. Christ will rule in the millennial kingdom with unbending and relentless righteousness, justice, and equity he's the perfect ruler he's he's the perfect one and he will uh, take care of all all these things and um and uh because he has the authority that we talked about earlier now uh, let's get um the last couple of verses it looks like we might actually make it through uh, revelation two twenty eight says to him who overcomes and and i 'm going to give him the morning star Christ himself is the morning star, so what it means is that this 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 beautiful presence is going to be uh, complete in Christ Jesus when we compete uh, compete as a as a um, athlete or as a soldier and we don 't get entangled in the things of the world and we finish well there 's one day that that reward will be uh, the presence of Jesus full time, I believe that's what that means. He's going to give us the morning star, which he means He's going to give us this complete presence of Jesus. Let's look at Second Peter, Second Peter chapter one, and verse nineteen. It says, and when we have, uh, and we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed to which you will do well to pay attention as to the lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts peter says we have this prophecy even more completed now when he's writing this than it was when he first had it when it when he had when when jesus first walked on this earth it, it it's continuing uh, to be completed and to be revealed <coughs> I think it's seven times in in the book of Revelation. um, It talks about prophecy and prophecy being revealed. And it says this book and this keeping the words of this prophecy. And it even says that Jesus' words are the spirit of prophecy. Uh, Let's read verse 20. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. But men spoke from God as they were carried along By the Holy Spirit. What does that have to do with this? It is this faithfulness that God is looking for in our lives. And in that, we become faithful till the end. We stand true to the word of God, not to man's opinions or the latest and the greatest, but we stand true upon the word of God. Uh, Verse 29 uh, says, he who has an ear, let let him hear. Remember, hearing implies obedience. And part of that threefold blessing of Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 is to carry out... Um, what is taught and what the spirit says to the churches, and that 's what we we saw here in second uh, peter one twenty one No prophecy is of man, but men were moved by the holy Spirit, and if we 're going to make it to the end if we 're going to continue to get stronger in our faith we 're going to have to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, and how does the how does God speak to us mainly through his scriptures? That is the, the, the prophecy. That is the prophecy fulfilled. Jesus' words, uh, again, in Revelation say, are the spirit of prophecy. And so what we need to do is realize that this church in Thyatira had difficulties, but it wasn't to everyone. Just like your church, my church has, has people who are struggling to fulfill the things of God. There are people there just because it's good music. There are people there because they're doing their, their, their duty, they think. There are people there that think they're earning. And we need to continue to preach the word and teach to the word to them and to love them so that they finally realize that if they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then they have a promise that will be fulfilled. If they have no relationship with Jesus Christ and they continue to stiff-arm God and keep him away, there's a promise of judgment. That's what you and I, the Bible says, have to be ready to give an answer to every man of the reason of the hope that is in us with meekness and with fear. What is it? that uh, the church of Thyatira needed, it needed to finish well. Remember, it started well, but in the middle, there were all kinds of issues. This was the longest letter to any of the churches, and it was difficult. It's difficult to see that in the midst of this church, there will be those that will be judged because they've given over to sexual immorality and they've been given over to idolatry. And unless they repent, unless they repent, the end will not be good. It doesn't mean they lose their salvation. It means they probably never had it. They were probably just a part of the church. They were probably just involved in things or wanted to be a part, but they weren't really, uh, they didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because if they had a relationship with Jesus Christ, they would not be in ongoing sexual immorality and they would not be in idolatry. So we need to finish well. We don't need to just start well, church. We need to finish well. Let me pray with you. Uh, in Second Timothy, excuse me, Second Peter three eighteen. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. God bless you. Till we talk again.